The following is a presentation of the Chicago Bears Network and ChicagoBears.com. Download the Chicago Bears official mobile app for up-to-the-minute Bears content every day. And now, welcome to Bears All Access, your all-access pass into Chicago Bears football. Bears All Access is brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Athletical Physical Therapy and CDW. Good evening, everybody. Jeff Joniak, along with my broadcast partner on Chicago Bears Radio on WBBM, Tom Thayer, the Super Bowl Bear, and Jim Miller, a former Bears quarterback on Sirius XM NFL Radio with Pat Kerwin. Good to have you alongside once again. Our hour-long conversation on Bears football. Going to recap a little bit of yesterday with Hakeem Hicks, Alan Robinson, Danny Trevathan, and Matt Nagy at the mic on the Zoom calls with the media every Wednesday in the month of June during the OTA sessions. And uh, it's obviously different right now. There, there is not a typical OTA X's and O's football conversation. And leading into our 610 segment, Lamar Soup Campbell, the Bears Director of Engagement, will join the program for a couple of segments to talk about his impact on the team, what's going on in that um, Zoom meeting room on a daily basis at this point, given our civil rights situation going on right now across the country. Fellas, good to have you alongside. Tom, how you holding up? Jim, how are you guys? Uh, you know, holding up as well as everybody else, you know, n- nothing's fun, nothing's exciting. It's all filled with concern. But I like the message that Matt Nagy let off with. And he talked about the message with his team on that meeting Monday was about listening and love. And I think that's what has to happen. I think ears have to be open. People have to listen. The conversations has to continue. It's got to be about growth and solutions. So I like the fact that it was important for Matt Nagy to hold that meeting Monday in that the full contents of that meeting was the, to, um, to allow everybody to voice their concerns and opinions. And Jim, yeah, this think- is in the category of two ears and one mouth at this point, right? Listen maybe twice as much as, uh, as we speak these days. And I, I've said this repeatedly throughout this process that leadership is critical now into the, and our world is the sports world right now, but, uh, the leadership at uh, the coaching level, the general manager level, the presidential level, the uh, chairman of the board level of every one of these 32 NFL teams to allow for uh, it to be a safe place for players uh, of all kinds to allow themselves to be heard and, and, and not to be judged. And, and, yeah. and I think that's the case that a lot of NFL teams are going on right now. And Matt Nagy was very smart to do that on Monday. Yeah, I think a, a lot of teams are, are listening. I think the whole nation is, is listening, yeah. quite frankly, uh, in my opinion, Jeff. And I think teams have been very, uh, you know, have shown that leadership, have stepped out. There's been very powerful messages sent by not only ownership, uh, whether it's uh, the McCaskey family and the Chicago Bears or look at Bill O'Brien uh, down there for the Houston Texans. Uh, he was a very powerful message from his standpoint. I think the players have done it as well. Other coaches like uh, Brian Flores of the Miami Dolphins have been very vocal about this. And I think even today, the the players meeting there for the, uh, the New Orleans Saints. You know, the, the, the tolerance of, of those players and, and the statement made by, by Drew Brees and their players and, and their forgiveness and what they're going to do moving forward for Drew Brees to, leave, you know, to lead to action. And I think that's what everybody's talking about right now is all this talk and all this, these things, statements that are mean. It has to lead to action. That's what's been ignored in the past, and I think everybody is listening to make sure that that conversation leads to that action in the future. 
The chairman of the board, George uh, Hallis McCaskey, with a with a great statement that was put out this week. Tom and Jim uh, really caps capsulized what what he feels and what the city feels and what they've done as an organization to support organizations like Build Chicago and I Grow Chicago and My Block and My Hood, My City, and Youth Guidance. There's a lot of communities that they are trying to get into and have for many years. Well, I got to imagine it probably had to be one of the more difficult emails for George to ever put the thoughts together and how you type things correctly, how you put all you know the message out there clearly that this is a, a the issue is about supporting everybody. This is not a football issue. This is a humanity issue, and I think that everybody here has that concerns. And the more it's talked about the more listening that is occurring. And and along with that listening, there also has to be education that goes along with it. Jim, from your conversations on on your uh, daily work there on Sirius XM NFL Radio, you know, are are you talking to players and how can they – because even yesterday, and we'll hear from some of the comments because this show will also focus on some of the football readiness and – when those conversations came up yesterday, one or two questions, you heard the excitement in the players. You heard it from Akeem. You heard it from Allen Robinson. You heard it from Danny Trevathan. You heard it from Matt Nagy. Are, you, are, you, are these guys going to be able to make that transition when this uh, process quiets down a little bit and you can and then get your mind on football a little bit when, when the time is right? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, football locker rooms, they're a pretty forgiving place, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Guys have been exposed. Everybody's from all different uh, walks of life. And you know you have to come together to work together to accomplish a common goal. You know, so I, I do think players are very understanding for that from that standpoint. I do think players are very tolerant for that tolerant from that standpoint. I do think players are very forgiving. But again, all all talk and no action, players feel like that as players too. You you may talk a good game, but you gotta go out and play a good game. You gotta show it. You've got to earn it from your teammate. And I used to, you know, I always remember that, that, you know, when Dick Duran, that was one of his first statements as a head coach about respecting one another in the building. Everybody's got a, got a purpose there for that common goal, which is to what? Win a world championship, right? And, you know, he always talked about, you know, respect everybody in the building, you know, because everybody's got a job to do. You know, even the, the, say, the equipment staff where you have all these, these young men that are interns and come out to training camp to, to help you, uh, you know, because there's a lot more guys, right? There's 90 guys there. they got to clean up all the pads and get all the jerseys and equipment. He goes, don't, don't leave that stuff on the ground in the locker room. You know, they work with you. They don't work for you. You know, you have to respect what other people, you know, what they have to do in order to accomplish uh, their job, and you have to respect people their backgrounds, where they come from, get to know them, work with one another, because if you're able to work with one another, you may not always agree, but you have to work with one another in order to accomplish that common goal. All right, that's Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access. It's brought to you by IGS Energy. Coming up after the break, we'll be joined by Lamar Soup Campbell, former NFL player himself and the Bears Director of Engagement. Does a great job up at Hallis Hall in Lake Forest. Thanks to our producer tonight, Jordan Malley, Jordan Treadup, Dan Brilli, all helping us out. Thank you for listening as well. Back with more on the score.
Welcome back to Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy, a proud partner of the Chicago Bears, providing electricity, natural gas, and home warranty products to over 1 million customers across the country. Learn more about IGS Energy at IGS.com. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, Jim Miller, welcoming Lamar Soup Campbell, the Bears Director of Engagement to the program tonight for a couple of segments. Uh, He'll join us here for the next 10, 15 minutes or so. Soup, uh, good to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time out of uh, your busy day to join us and talk a little uh, Bears football right now, and just uh, your position and how things are going up there uh, in a, in the most unique of circumstances. You're not in the building, but here you are meeting with players uh, on a daily basis by Zoom, and, and uh, we're going to talk a, a lot about the meeting on Monday. But uh, first of all, how are you? How are you handling everything? And uh, hope you and your family are all well. Good to talk to you. Hey, we're I'm definitely good, guys. Um, good to hear from you guys. Good to hear that you guys are well as well. I miss seeing you guys around Hollis Hall. Uh, looking forward for things to get back to normal. But, you know, we're moving forward. You know, I'm okay. Uh, my family is good. You know, we're dedicated to pushing forward, dedicated to the causes that are ahead of us as a team. And, you know, just like any adversity in life, you got to keep pushing. I think that's what everybody's doing right now. And, Lamar, you know, in addition to your position here with the Bears you've had for many years, uh, you, you did play in the NFL for the Detroit Lions, uh, a nice six-year career. So you have a great perspective on what players – deal with on a daily basis and what they're dealing with right now. Uh, how has that right. uh, reinforced uh, your position in, in terms of how you do your job every day? You know, I think it's just been more of a, uh, you know, not having the guys around this time of year. You know, that's, that's the time that you build the camaraderie, you build the trust. Uh, yeah, you get to know the guys on a personal level because you get to spend a lot of time with them. So I've never FaceTimed as much. I really wasn't a FaceTimer. <laughs> until uh, COVID-19 hit. Uh, but I've been FaceTiming a lot of the guys, especially the new guys, getting to know them. But also make sure the core guys that we've had um, in the building since I've been here are okay. And um, it kind of fits with their era a little bit. They text message a lot. They FaceTime. So when COVID hit, that was something that they were very easily uh, adaptable to. And that's what we've been doing, just make sure these guys are staying in contact, whether it's a joke, whether it's a motivational quote whether it's something that I know a guy likes to read, you know, just making sure that the players and um, are, are in the right mindset, right? Because everybody right now, we're asking them to do usual things and unusual times. So just making sure that their mental, because as you guys know, that play the game as well, that the mental aspect is really the biggest part. So making sure that mentally these guys are prepared to go into their Zoom meetings every day and, and, and soak up the knowledge from their coaches and make sure that they're ready to go once we get back in the building. Hey, Lamar, Soup, this is Tom there. It's good to talk to you. I miss seeing you myself. Hey, I, you know, I was reading this article in Sports Business Daily, and they had your whole schedule from the time you wake up at 4 o'clock and you hit the snooze alarm one time. You probably don't have that luxury anymore. But in the article, <laughs> they talk about how you make sure that these players have their minds right and their priorities focused. What is the biggest challenge right now to those two elements that – you know, sometimes you have this active contact with these guys. Right now you don't, but how do you make sure their minds and priorities are focused? Right. I think just having those intimate conversations. I know, you know, you guys mentioned I, I had had a chance to uh, play in this league and be a part of the brotherhood of the NFL. So a lot of times I, I look at the cues that I learned as, as a former player and things that distracted me off the field and um, kind of take those lessons and try to learn as I get to know my guys. You know, it's important that you know what's going on in their lives. You know, before COVID hit, 
you know, people always have family issues. Nobody's really immune to that. You know, people have financial issues. Nobody's really immune to that. But when the COVID, when COVID-19 hit, and it's affecting a lot of our locker room, I mean, our locker room is 80% African-American, and um, especially hitting the hard-hit African-American communities, people are losing jobs, and that's in and that's the entire locker room. We have people that are losing jobs. We have people that are not working. We have a lot of players that may be stuck supporting members of their families, and they also have to focus on uh, being a professional football player. So just having intimate conversations and then helping, helping them when I can. You know, in those instances, we have a great team. We have a great support staff in the building, myself, uh, Carla Suber, Director of Security, John Tarpey. I mean, so we all work together. We communicate really well. And as I told the guys the other day, you know, fighting anti-racism, focusing on football, and being a professional athlete, they are mutually exclusive. You can do all of those things together, but you have to really focus on things one at a time, take it one day at a time, and know that together we're going to get through it all. Hey, Lamar, you know, the importance of your role, it's it's a face-to-face. It's a handshake. It is eye contact. But, you know, like you saw, now it's video screens and texting. How have you been able to introduce this incoming class, introduce them to the Bears, introduce them to the building, and introduce them to the organization? You know, uh, I think what Coach Nagy did um, early when we started camp, we had a chance to really get to know each other as a team. Uh, Obviously, football was a high priority, but, you know, you need to know who your players are. And I think Coach Nagy, as our leader, did an amazing job of introducing himself and the staff and letting the players kind of feel the BU atmosphere over Zoom. And that really gave you a lot of input. You know, I talked to my scouts. I talked to them as far as when they looked at these guys and what their personality types were. And just kind of getting to know them. You know, the first week of my rookie programming, you know, was really a get-to-know-you space, get-to-know-the-building, get-to-know-the-people that will impact you every day, uh, whether it's the the nutrition staff, the training staff, the security staff, the, the PR team, how to handle yourself on social media, these are the people that will interact with these players every day. So it was important for me to make sure that they knew all the people in the building that are going to help them be successful. And through those meetings, the personalities came through, the smiles came through, the jokes came through, and it just and it just doesn't happen in Zoom. You know, I text my guys every day. We're in constant contact. And it just became natural. You know, it's just the way that things are now, and it became a situation where as ball players and as organizations either adapt or get left behind, I think everybody bought into the adapt model. Lamar, Jim Miller here. Pleasure to talk to you. And I, I must share the story first because uh, when I was at the Bears, Dwayne Joseph was uh, player development. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget this. One day he comes, <laughs> yeah, he's with the Raiders now. He's a great guy. And yes, so I, I say thank to him. Thank you to him every time I see him because it was, I don't know, it's about the literally, literally the first start of the offseason. He comes down, he says, Jim, you got one class to get to get your degree. And I had already been in the NFL eight or nine years. <laughs> and Dwayne Joseph stayed on my fanny. And I finally just relented because he knew I needed to take this class. And I think of every day uh, that I got my degree at Michigan State, all due to his efforts and his hard work. And I want to ask you about that because you do. You've got to know how every player ticks. You've got to know, almost have a scouting report about every player. What is their educational background? What can I do to help this player maybe to get his degree? Maybe it's to help him with an off-season uh, internship to think about life after football and maybe talk about that right. challenge from yourself and keeping up to date on everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, and my funny quick story about Dwayne Joseph. So Dwayne Joseph's college coach, uh, coached the defensive backs at the University of Wisconsin when I was there, Phil Elmation. Yeah. So I actually knew DJ when I was in college. 
Um, had a chance to follow his career, you know, when he got here to the Bears. And I remember when I left football, I knew I had wanted to be a scout. I had talked to the Bears. And I remember showing up at the Combine, and I had a golf shirt and some jeans on. And I ran into uh, Dwayne Jones, and he made me go to the mall and get a slack and a button up. <laughs> before I talked to any of the scouts. So uh, Dwayne Jones has been a mentor of mine. Um, I look back to my brief career as a uh, scout. I had a chance to come back to Detroit. And the day that I got cut in Detroit, I asked for a job. Um, and the GM at the time laughed at me and said, hey, if you don't get picked up this year, you know, we'll bring you back. And sure enough, you know, in December, they called me, and I had a chance to get my first taste as a scout in the uh, front office as a Detroit as an intern. You know, so having that scouting background and understanding what makes players tick and you know, one thing, Jim, you know that when you're in the locker room, you're always around a player that reminds you of a player. Um, yeah. And when I'm in the locker room with these guys, all these guys remind me of someone that I either played with or played against personality-wise. And it's cool to share stories. And like you said, you, you need to know these things. Um, we're a little older, so right now a lot of schools are playing or uh, paying kids to come back and come to school and finish their degrees. <laughs> so they didn't do that when we were playing, but now I know a lot of schools will pay for those guys to come back. So – those are one of the first things that I talk about with those guys. And honestly, you know, while life after football is truly important and we, we spend time on that, I tell these guys from day one, if you're not on the football team, I can't help you with anything else, right? So it's, it's a productive mindset to make sure that not only am I helping them focus on being a professional athlete and being a good represent, representative for the Chicago Bears, but also understanding, letting them know that this, this is a springboard to your future. And if you take care of this and take care of all the things that are laid out in front of you, Going back to school will come. Endorsements will come. National transitions will come because the shield will take care of you, and you can carry that shield with you towards life. Well, how has this week gone in terms of the conversations? They've obviously been very powerful. Um, yeah, I think everybody is in agreement, and I think everybody is li- is listening. I think Brian Flores made a great statement today about, hey, it's the first time I think everybody has been in agreement. But how have the conversations been with the players and what potentially they've shared? Man, you know, um, when you go back to Monday, I'm sure you guys have heard a lot of adjectives on how to describe it. It was, uh, it, it was powerful. It was emotional. It was honest. Uh, and in Coach Nagy's leadership, you know, it, it was love, right? But I, I guess if I had to use a word, I guess it would be transformational. You know, I think a lot of guys um, opened up their eyes to what their teammates were going through. I think everyone was educated. And for the first time this offseason, I felt as though on that call, we all were in the same room. I mean, it was that powerful of a call that you felt like you were sitting next to the guys that were on that Zoom meeting. So when you look at what we want to accomplish as a football team and what Coach Nagy wants to accomplish as a leader of our football club, I think we accomplished that with that leadership. I think we took a step ahead. Um, I think we're stronger. I think we're more open. I think that's going to pay dividends down the line when we get on the football field. Soup Campbell, our guest, Lamar Soup Campbell, the Bears Director of Engagement. Soup, can you hang through a commercial break and then one more segment with us? Appreciate you guys, absolutely. Yeah, hang on. All right, Soup Campbell with Tom Thayer, Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak, back with more on the score. This segment of Bears All Access is brought to you by CDW. People who get it, learn more at CDW.com. Jeff, Tom, and Jim with Lamar Sue Campbell, the Bears Director of Engagement. Uh, just as an aside before we continue the interview, I went back and looked up your stats as an NFL player. You got one career interception. And, you know, just for, just for yucks, I was hoping it was against Jim Miller. But it wasn't. <laughs> Do you remember your only career interception? Because 
Go ahead, Sue. I got it from Brett Favre because, you know, he threw them to everybody back then. So I'm not going to take too much credit for that. <laughs> and you took it to the house, 42 yards. Yeah, Nice I did. job. Yeah, I did. <laughs> Soup Campbell, he played uh, corner safety in all sorts of positions, linebacker and everything out of Wisconsin. Um, Monday. So when Matt Nagy called it the, the most uh, – impressive thing he's ever witnessed in any meeting and maybe he'll ever witness again is that putting it in is that putting it lightly because just hearing from the players and talking to a a couple of guys they heard things about each other that they never knew before and they just it was a safe place to be and what what have the conversations been like with the guys after the fact now now it's here on thursday about that you know what i I the best thing about the conversations with the guys after that meeting is that they still want to know more. I think there was a hunger for more after that meeting, wanting to get to know their teammates well. You know, I call a player, and not, and not just the black players, the white players as well, too. Like, I want to know more about my brother. I want to know more about his history. I want to know more about where he comes from. You know, so I think what you saw there, and I mean, it's just hard to put into words. It was one of those moments where it kind of had to be there. Uh, but it was an amazing moment. I think I go back to my statement. Like I really felt like we all were in the same room. And when I talked to the players after that meeting, uh, because it was a heavy meeting, it was an honest meeting. There was a lot getting put on the table. Uh, Coach Nagy says um, leaders build leaders. And I think that was a leadership moment for all of us to be in that safe space and be able to speak our truth. And I think through that truth, it's going to breed success because now you know why your brother is playing this game. You know his why. You know his story you know, how he got to this place and how can you not play for a man that you respect that much that can be honest with you in that way that we were on Monday. Also, I, I, I feel that, you know, Matt's talked about it, players talked about it. The first meeting he had with the Bears in 2018, it resonated with them, and they immediately connected. And in a sense, right now almost three years later, at this meeting, the players seem to have resonated with Matt Nagy. In a, in a very unique right. and connected way, in what already had been a very tight locker room to begin with, with a lot of guys of all ages and from different backgrounds, which is literally every right. NFL team, but in this case, a bunch of guys that just love working together. Um, is that right. a fair representation of what happened for Matt Nagy? I mean, that's a definitely fair re- re- representation. I mean, you had the opportunity to be – as open and raw, and even talking to people. Like I said, you guys asked what happened after the fact. I've heard from a lot of players, staff, that it was something that they had never experienced and something they would never forget. You know, people that have been in football for a long time, you know, and all the hurt in the world, everything that's been going on. And and let me um, just say that on that Monday, it was about the Bears family in those two hours we had in that meeting. Um, it was virtual hugs going around. It was guys telling that they love each other. You know, you look at such a machismo sport, and it's, you know, all these tough guys. But the real the real tough guys are vulnerable. And I think for those two hours, we were a vulnerable football team. We were honest with each other. We had real conversations. And I think through that vulnerability, we became stronger. We became tighter. And that's what we wanted at the end, end of the day. Hey, Soup, when you look at the age gap of questions that you face in your job from the age of 20 to 35, are there players that can help give you advice to how to handle a situation that maybe you're coming across for the first time or in the events that have taken place in the last 10 or 12 days that, you know, they, these older guys, the Akeem Hickses and stuff, the well, you know, that, that they can help you? Right. I hope, you know, I wake up every day and, and I realize 
I hope they learn from me as much as I learn from them every day. Um, I learn from these guys every day, every conversation, every time we get a chance to to sit down together. It's something new or a viewpoint or something that they like or some knowledge. Or And then the, the best thing about it is you kind of watch these guys grow up, right? My first rookie class was Mitchell Trubisky, Tariq Cohen, Eddie Jackson, Rashad Coward, Isaiah Irving, Adam Shaheen. Like, these are all guys that were my first class. So to watch what they've become, you know, over the last four years, the success that they've had and the conversations that we had as rookies, and to see those guys, I'll tell you what the pinnacle was for me. We all had the – with that first rookie class, we talked about goals. We talked about where we wanted to be in three or four years. And those guys put down Super Bowls. Those guys put down Pro Bowls. And I'll tell you what, we all went to – when all those guys went to the Pro Bowl after our 12-4 and four season, and I still had um, the notes that they wrote down about what they wanted to achieve. You know, I, I sent them to those guys, and I said, listen, we talked about this. You worked for it, and you achieved it. And I just felt like a proud big brother because to watch those guys write their goals down, to watch them go through the adversity that they went through, and then to have the opportunity to contribute to a 12-4 season and go to a Pro Bowl um, was, was truly magical for me. Now, I did remind them we didn't win a Super Bowl yet. We still got work to do. But one goal is better than, uh, <laughs> than no goal. So, I mean, those, those are some of the things that, in my role, you watch these guys grow up. You know, you watch these guys become fathers. You watch these guys become – Young men to grown men, and, and you watch them grow in their interests and what they're about. So I think that's the, the best thing is to watch them adapt and to be there to help them solidify and crystallize what they want to be down the line. Um, and that's probably the biggest pleasure of my job with these guys. You know, it sounds like you go through a lot of emotions in your job. So, you know, as a listener, as a mentor, has it been a challenge to control your emotions in the recent events? Yeah, you know, I always teach my guys, you know, it's always the battle between logic and emotion, right? You're all, it's easy to go the emotional route. Uh, but to take a step back and go the logical route is, is really what I believe sharpens you as a man with your responsibilities. Um, and especially what was going on right now, you know, I try to be and, and, and I try to make sure, you know, not to move more in strategy than emotion, uh, to be that calm voice in the room, to really think things through and not really react with, emotion and then you know with everything going as a minority man as, as a black male you know it's important to me to be my best self at all times that my, my best self as a father my best self as a director of player engagement and the best as a leader of men um and i always keep that on my mind whenever things happen whenever things start to go crazy i focus on the calmness and try to make sure i'm thinking strategy and logic before i think emotion so like everybody else it's heavy you know i'm going through it but when it's been your lifestyle and that's something that you do for your life, um, I've been handling it pretty well. Like I said, these guys give me life. The coaching staff gives me life. I'd be going crazy if I didn't have anything to do right now. So the fact that I'm constantly talking to my players, constantly communicating with my coaches, constantly communicating with the city of Chicago and what we can do moving forward, it keeps me busy, it keeps a smile on my face, and it keeps me at my true north. Well, let me piggyback, piggyback off that, Lamar, because as you mentioned, it, it is emotional, and the players want to jump in. They want to make a difference. We've seen other players around the league get involved in the, in the marches. I think it was Deshaun Watson was in the George Floyd, Floyd march down in, in Houston. But in the meantime, there's a pandemic going on. 
And guys, yeah, we can't you know, forget about COVID. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you know, Alabama yeah. today. I guess they had to practice five players. I guess tested positive for COVID. Now, how do you balance that? Because mm-hmm. players do want to make a difference. They do want to make a move the needle and are emotional uh, about social injustices. But at the same time, there's a lot going on uh, right now in this country. Yeah, I think that. Um, I really, I think at that point, you have to trust our staff, right? I think we have a great support staff. I think Andre Tucker, our trainer, along with Coach Nagy and all the decision makers as far as how we get back to football, I think the guys trust them. I take that back. I know the guys trust them. They trust us, probably even more so after Monday. Like I said, it really took us to another level on Monday. I mean, I want to get back to the building. I miss seeing you guys walk by my office on media day. You know, all those little things matter, right? So I think for us, as we continue to move forward, you know, we're going to operate from a safety first place. Uh, but the love of football has not been lost by any of the guys in that locker room, any of the guys upstairs, any of our staff or ownership. So that's one thing I can say for sure is that a 1920 football drive will be solid once we start football again. Last one for me is from sounds like everything positive within the Bears organization. What is the, the global perspective from the players, whether it's around the league, around this country, around the globe of whether the message has been heard? Right. I think I think the overall – I think the overall message uh, globally, if I had to talk, if I had to, hey, no problem. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. You guys didn't know we just did a community service event downtown, so I'm oh, in the car okay. driving back up, and uh, everybody's coming down, so I, I, I apologize for that. But I think the global outlook is what we can do, right? We're so proud of the city of Chicago, but it's also so much hurt. You know, we just had an opportunity to go see that. It's so much hurt. So much destruction. And I think what I've seen is my phone has been blowing up with initiatives on how these guys can help the city, what they can do, what they can use their platform for. And I think what you have is a lot of guys that are grateful for where they are. They know what they are, but the global perspective is we all have to do better. We all have to fight anti-racism. I think that's said all around the building. I think we all understand that. And I think you have uh, 90 guys at this point and an entire building that are willing to go ahead and go out there and do the right thing to make sure that the city of Chicago that supports us every Sunday that we're going to go back out there and support them. We love this city. We want to make sure that we're taking care of this city the same way that they take care of us. Soup, we'll let you go, but uh, that event was uh, the group By the Hand. Is that correct? And uh, former yes. Bear Sam Acho, a part of that. Uh, I heard Mitchell Trubisky, Alan Robinson, and uh, yep. members of the Bulls organization, Northwestern Raw there. Uh, give us a snapshot of what that was all about and what did you guys do and see? Yeah, that was that was amazing. So we had, we all had a chance to get together as a group. It was uh, of course us, the Chicago Bears, Chicago Cubs, uh, the Blackhawks. Um, yeah, Bulls, Blackhawks, us, Cubs. <laughs> trying to run and name them all, but you know Sam did a great job of putting it together. You know Mitch, A. Rob showed up, and it was about community talk. It was the, the city of Chicago police was there. We had good conversation on what we could do to build police relations um, in those neighborhoods. We actually had a chance to take a tour of the neighborhood and kind of see the destruction that happened over the last week. So you can watch it on television, guys, but once you see it in person and once you talk to the people in the neighborhood, you know, it really, really hits home. And I think what we got out of that was an opportunity to not only speak life into the youth in that neighborhood, but also give hope. Uh, And not only hope to them, I think they gave us hope as well. Like it was a good drive back that we have such good people in Chicago that are so passionate about their community. You know, you can't, you can't do anything but be happy leaving that place but you also want to make sure that you're going back to that place as soon as we can and doing our best to make an impact and helping that community get back to normal. Was that on the west side today? Yes, that was on the west side, yeah. yes. All right. 
Soup, I know it's a lot of time you gave us, but uh, you're an interesting guy to talk to. We do miss seeing you, and I do miss stopping into your office. Uh, it's always full, though. You're always, you're always helping out the fellas, but you always have a time and a smile for me, so really appreciate what you do. And Thayer's dying uh, to ask me one more thing. He wants to know uh, about Notre Dame and Wisconsin and Lambeau this year. I think we already know what's going to go down with uh, Notre Dame and Wisconsin and Lambo. Me, hey, me and Cole have to have some conversations about that. Me and Cole can have to have some Correct. some good banter about that Wisconsin and uh, Wisconsin and uh, Notre Dame matchup. But I mean, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, I can be there. Um, the Badgers do well when they go to Lambeau Field. The last time we went there, we took out a top-ranked LSU team. So I don't know if Notre Dame will be ranked, but I'll be looking for a repeat performance from my Badgers. Thank good to, you, good to have a little a little laughter in there, Big Tom. Yes. Soup, we'll let you go, my man. <laughs> Thank you for all you do. I hey, appreciate you guys. And let me just Thank say, you guys, be safe out there. Take care of yourselves. My best to you and your family. Continue to do what you do. We love you here at 1920, and I appreciate you guys. Appreciate Thank you. you. Thanks, That's Lamar, Lamar Soup it. Campbell, one of the great guys you're going to find in the NFL. Trust me when I tell you that. That's Tom Thayer. Jim Miller back with more here on Bears All Access, brought to you by IGS Energy on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Tide offering free laundry services to the families of Chicagoland frontline responders until the end of June. Visit hope.com. TideCleaners.com to find a location nearest you. Jeff Joniak, Tom Thayer, and Jim Miller with Jordan Malley, our producer tonight here on The Score. Appreciate you guys uh, being along to listen to us. Uh, you know, fellas, and we'll start with Jim. You know, we're talking about a lot about what's going on nationally here and, and the anger and the frustration and the, and the long-simmering issues, this cauldron. Uh, but yesterday when the guys spoke and answered, I mean, Akeem was extremely emotional. I mean, I had I had tears in my eyes. I did. He was he was outstanding. Um, but soon as the conversation turned about football and about COVID, I, some of the, they're they're concerned about it. Definitely Akeem. Definitely Danny Trevathan. A little more worried about it. Allen Robinson was not. Um, how how do you think players are going to deal with coming back from the quarantine and and just the the specter of COVID nineteen, Jim? Yeah, I, I think anything. You know, it's going to be about the plans that are laid out. In terms of the testing, some things probably will be done differently. Like I said, there there was a report today. Alabama had a workout of 50 players. Five guys tested positive for COVID-19 from yesterday to today. So social distancing and all these aspects are going to be a part of this, right? Uh, that's been part of the uh, the treatment for this already. So you may have to stagger meetings. And what I mean by that, there's going to be more stuff, obviously, done outside where you can spread out on the fields in terms of individual work and all that. So maybe, say, for Tom Thayer, the group of offensive linemen, maybe their their meeting breaks 15 minutes early. Hey, guys, go get your equipment on, head out to the field. And then maybe the, uh, the D-line, D-line breaks. You may have to do things like that to coordinate just to make sure that guys are separated and all those type of things where you can go out and, and have have the numbers that you need, just not overload the numbers in terms of the, the teamwork and things that need to be you that need to be done. You know, you can probably still have O O and D line and things like that, but you you may not be going, you know, eleven on eleven. And you may have things staggered from field to field so that you have the distance where maybe what happened at Alabama today. Again the the, the information is fluid. We know it's ongoing. It's changed from when we first heard about COVID-19 to what things are being reported now about COVID-19. They have more facts about, a you know, obviously a, a virus that mutates. It is weakening. 
uh, from that standpoint and why these states around our country are starting to open up. So these are all positive things, but you still want to ensure safety uh, moving forward. And I think that's what the league, that's what I think teams, that's what I think states around this country are still trying to, to sort out. So Dr. Alan Sills, who is with the National Football League, told Mark Maskey of the Washington Post today, Tom, quote, I think that I personally remain very optimistic that we're going to be able to have a 2020 season and along the schedule that we planned. So the the deal is they are determined to play all 256 regular season games. Uh, he also says the prospects for fans in the stands is a conversation we continue to have with public health authorities. We're certainly looking for solutions and ways we can get fans safely in the stands to be part of our games. But when the chief medical officer they're relying on says he's very optimistic, we as fans should be. Yeah, I, I think you should be optimistic. But again, there's no no plan can start the day before the players or the coaches or the buildings are supposed to open. I think you have to try to get the new protocol in place, or at least allow to send a message how things are going to be going forward, and then the results of groups getting together, whether it's in an office building or on a sports field, that's going to tell the story. If it would run rapid again, I, I think that would the decision would be made for you. If the protocol that they they put into place is protective to the people working inside the building, um, both as athletes and the support staff, you'll see evidence of that too. So I, I just think that everything is so fluid, it's it's almost impossible to sit here and tell you how things are exactly going to be. So yesterday, Akeem Hicks, uh, in addition to answering questions for some 28 minutes uh, about what's going on nationally at the moment and, and, and what's going on here in Chicago and Minneapolis, was asked what his readiness to play is following his, his elbow injury against the Raiders that ended his season in London. I'm ready to play football again. It's, uh, this has been a, it's been a long time. Remember, I didn't really get to play this season, right? So uh, my, my season kind of uh, – you know, it, it wrapped up in October, and then I had uh, one last hurrah right there in December, and I played four games. <laughs> I, I miss football, so, so I'm ready. Uh, my body is doing as, as good as it can, but, uh, man, what, being back on that field will probably make it feel a whole lot better. We seem to forget that a little bit, Jim, that he only did play four games. Four games yeah. for one of the Pro Bowl players in this league. Yeah, I'm sure he is. He's he's chopping at the bit, and he's a hell of a player, and he knows he can be a difference maker when he's on the field. So trust me, I've, I've walked in his shoes, and I felt that frustration of, of sitting on the sidelines and just rehabbing, and it's not a fun place to be because you, you do feel you can uh, make a difference. And he's a, he's a great leader. There's no doubt about that. He has an impact uh, from that standpoint, and certainly his play. I mean, he's one of the more physical defensive linemen in the NFL and, and can definitely impact this Bears defense that I think has upgraded. I like the addition of, of Robert Quinn and see if they can get more one-on-ones with Akeem on the field, whether it's he or Khalil Mack, uh, to really have more impactful plays, whether it's pressures on the quarterback or leading to a, a sack fumble or, or something like that. So understandable why he wants to get back. And I think it doesn't matter what line you wear. I think a lot of people, they just want to get back to work. I've talked to a lot of players around the NFL 
uh, from Joe Flacco to to everyone uh, that I've interviewed that, that they're ready to go, man. They they want to play. Of course, they want safety to be a part of it. They don't want to uh, bring home COVID to their families or or this to to run rampant again or to have any spikes. And I think that's why everybody's being cautious of not having over a certain amount of people of employees in a building right now, as that was just ruled by the NFL. And and hopefully maybe another month from now, come training camp time, news will be a lot better that we're maybe it, it will be ready to go and players will be able to return to what they love to do and that's play football right up to 100 as of tomorrow 31 of the 32 are able to do it based on local governments the 49ers the only one they're working on that tom danny trevathan is extremely excited about robert quinn being added to an already strong unit i watched him from afar um, i know he's been doing it for a while you know what he's doing he's a recognition not only do he- you gotta watch this side. You gotta watch this side. You gotta watch the middle. You gotta watch the back end. Front seven is gonna be dangerous. Um, I feel like right now is the time where we create that communication right now between one another. Um, we're kind of the first people in the history of football to have to deal with a situation like this. And yeah, I- that's a great point. First people in the history, this 100 plus year history of the NFL. Yeah, and I mean, in two do- two damaging subjects of the COVID. And then the the social, um, what's what's going on socially around the country? So Danny Trevathan, he you know is a well thought out answers that he in front of the media yesterday. And then when you sit there and he talks about football and he understands his teammates well, he understands what he has in front of him, and he understands what ultimately the goal they want to accomplish. And you know, that's one of the things about being a team. You know, one of the things Akeem Hicks said the other night after the meeting was the meeting changed his perspective on life. And that's a bold statement from one of the boldest guys on the Chicago Bears. And then when you think about the clout that Danny Trevathan carries inside that locker room with his teammates, it's exciting to hear for the small bit that we do get to hear about his excitement for football because you got to remember Danny Trevathan missed a lot of the season also, and he's one of the most exciting guys when he's out there playing with Roquan Smith. He can make that whole team, that whole defense look faster. So when you have these guys like A-Rob, like Akeem Hicks and Danny, I think they're interesting guys to listen to their perspective on wanting to get back to sports but also what's going on in the world. And Alan Robinson preparing for what he feels could be a big season and working with Mitchell Trubisky, the two obviously are here in the area, so they're doing four times a week. And overall, uh, you're not going to find Alan Robinson making any excuses. I'm feeling in great shape. You know, I feel like I've been um, extremely productive you know, throughout this quarantine and throughout this offseason. So, again, for me, you know, like I said before, I know I know for a fact you know, that, my, that my best days of football are, are um, ahead of me. You know, I'm still trying to continue to – to stack these work days in the bank, you know, so I can bring that to the table once the season comes. Now he's still a young player, Jim, and when he says his best days of football are ahead of him, uh, now injury-free uh, after dealing with that ACL tear two years ago, that that's a significant statement from him. Yeah, well, I think he's dedicated, he's disciplined, he, and he's extremely confident. I think he knows what what he's capable of doing as a player, and I think he knows he's greater. He's capable of, of greater than what he's already done. I mean, this is an impressive young man. Uh, both on and off the field of, of how he disciplines himself. He he understands his role and what he can do to, to impact a team. And, you know, I take his words for what it is because I do think he'll be ready to roll. That is, uh, that is a guy who's serious about his job, his business, and what he represents. That's Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. This is Bears All Access. One segment to go before we hand it off to the top of the hour. 
Thanks for listening, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. All right, I only have a couple of minutes to go here with Tom Thayer and Jim Miller. I'm Jeff Joniak, and thanks to Jordan Manley, our producer tonight. Thanks to uh, Lamar Soup Campbell. Real quick, yesterday, Jim, uh, we only have like a minute here. Uh, Matt Nagy was asked specifically, when you're evaluating the quarterbacks, he went through the – I don't need to tell you how you need to evaluate the quarterbacks, but a lot of it was what you might expect, but he got into great detail when this competition does take to the field. Um, and, I, and I don't know if you heard it all, but, you know – do you do you agree with what he said in terms of it's about decision making, it's about the line of scrimmage, it's about red zone, it's about taking coaching, and it's about improvement? Yeah, well, it's attention to detail overall. You know, it, it really is, and how efficient uh, you are. You've got to be able to uh, to execute, process a lot of information to make the correct decisions. You got to understand what you're seeing, whether it's a, a blitz, whatever type of coverage it is. Maybe it's a twist. Maybe it's a blitz zone. I mean, you got to understand it, and you got to understand how to attack it. How do I make whatever the defense is lined up, how do I make them pay? And if you understand what you're seeing as a quarterback, you can gut it, and you can gut it every time, and the probabilities will be in your favor to gut it if you understand how to attack it. So, And that goes from all phases, and just understanding situational play in the game, in a red zone, hey, I can't take a sack here, I can't take us out of field goal range, there's points uh, to be made uh, right here to, uh, to you know, just throwing a wall, ball away, it's, it's be- more beneficial to punt right now rather than force a ball in there and take a risky throw. And so, yeah, it is about decision-making at, at all times. That's probably paramount at the quarterback because you're responsible every time you take that football from the center that you're going to be making a decision that could improve your team or impact your team in a negative way. All right, it'll be fun to watch when they get back to training camp. Hey, Bears fans, it's important to stay connected with uh, now more than ever at Motorola. We love making that possible. With the new Razor, you can enjoy staying connected a little bit more. It's a phone. It's an accessory. It's an icon reinvented. Hello, Moto. That's going to do it tonight, fellas. Jim, you say well. Tom, be good. I'm Jeff Joniak. Thanks again to Lamar Soup Campbell and Jordan Malley. Have a good night, everybody. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Thanks for listening to this Chicago Bears Network presentation of Bears All Access. Podcasts are available on chicagobears.com and on iTunes or download the official Bears mobile app. Bears All Access has been brought to you by IGS Energy and sponsored by Miller Lite.